0: Elizabeth first made eye contact with Akon through the porthole of his spacecraft. Selene, her white Arabian mare and constant companion, stood valiantly on the hill in front of the hovering ship. The propulsion forced the long dry grass down and up, like seamless waves against the soil. Elizabeth stared unflinchingly into the wide set and magnetic eyes of the man who she had been searching for all of her life when she saw him again his spacecraft was nestled in the hollow of the mountain on the family farm in natal akon stood before her his tall lean body clad in a silver suit and his long silver gray hair caressed his strong shoulders he stretched out his arms and elizabeth ran to him this time you are not afraid of me he said This was first published in the Sunday Independent, March 2012. And what you just heard is not the beginning of a romance novel. This is actually the story of a woman who claimed to have sexual relations with an alien.
1: Welcome back to another episode of UFOMG. It's about to get hot and steamy up in here. When isn't it hot and steamy? Actually, that's not true. It's never hot and steamy. (laughs) I'm Stephanie. And
0: I'm Joanna. And this is the podcast that takes you to places you've never been before, but hopefully with your consent.
1: So who are we
0: talking about today? Today we're talking about Elizabeth Clare, born in Mui Natal, South Africa in 1910. At seven years old, Elizabeth claimed to have made her first alien contact with her sister Barbara at their family farm.
1: Sister, sister,
0: sister goals. Indeed. Indeed feeding some puppies, they saw a silver disc bathed in a pearly luster, which swooped over them. At the same time, they saw a giant orange-red and cratered rock orbiting and rotating very high in the sky. The silver disc looked like it was guiding it northward. A few months later, another sighting was observed by their Zulu farm manager, Ladom, But nothing ever happened besides just seeing some crazy-looking things in the sky, so she eventually went off to college and got married, forgetting about the whole alien thing. And Elizabeth is actually a pretty smart, interesting person. During World War II, she took a position in the Royal Air Force and South African Air Force Intelligence, decoding secret German transmissions. And then after the war in 1950, Elizabeth read a book on UFOs, and suddenly the long buried memories came floating back to the surface from her childhood.
1: I feel like you see that a lot with children and supernatural experiences where they just accept it for what it is and just carry on. Yeah, or when you're a kid and you try to tell an adult they don't believe you,
0: so you forget. A couple years later, in 1954, Elizabeth's sister, who had been running a farm in her hometown – Told her that the Zulu people had started reporting seeing a lightning bird in the sky. Elizabeth immediately grabs her family and takes them over there to go investigate.
1: I'm trying to picture what a lightning bird looks like a bird shooting lightning out of it or a lightning. Let's go with that. <laughs> lightning shaped like a bird.
0: Elizabeth decides to walk over to the particular hill where the sightings have been occurring nicknamed Flying Saucer Hill, and there she sees a starship descend and hover about three meters off the ground, only emitting a soft hum. The ship's hull was spinning, but its central dome remained stationary. In one of the ship's portholes, she could see a man standing there, but before anything else could happen, the ship takes off and disappears.
1: Sounds like a bad Tinder date. It is. She got ghosted. (laughs) Yeah, swipe left. Again, about
0: a year and a half later, more reports from the Zulu people started coming in, and Elizabeth decides to go check it out again. She heads over to the spot, and there it is. Except this time, the man that she saw from before comes out to meet her and introduces himself as Akon. I'm assuming no relation to the singer Akon.
1: You never know. He invites
0: her to come aboard, and she does. Akon tells her that he's a botanist and astrophysicist, and that this ship is actually just for scouting. They fly up to a cigar-shaped mothership, which she reported being about five miles in length, and included cities, parks, trees, flowers, and even lakes within it. According to Clara, she spent some time on this vast mothership, meeting all the inhabitants, of this city ship which she said looked just like humans but quote taller better looking more considerate and gentle not aggressive and violent quote just rubbing it in the alien people tell her that they were originally from the planet Venus which a really long time ago had been alive with vegetation very similar to earth but over time it became a hostile environment forcing them to abandon the planet and resettle on a new planet called Meton. Meton. <laughs> the Venusian scientists recognized the sun was a visible star with maximum and minimum periods of sunspot cycles, which happen to this day. But at certain epochs in time, it expands. Now the sun is expanding and contracting all the time. It is pulsating like a heart, but at certain epochs, expands out more in intensified radiation. Now this is what happened to Venus, and being closer to the sun, her seas had dried out, and what little fauna remained, and all the flora, were destroyed. And then, of course, the dinosaurs which had dominated the Earth were also destroyed through the intensified radiation. Thus, the great civilization from Venus, which we call the Mother Planet, was able to get away from Venus and landed on Earth, and the Moon, as way stations. They moved to Meton, which is now the home planet because it is very similar to the mother planet, Venus, in atmospheric conditions, distance from the star, and also civilization and consciousness. They had bases on the moon, Mars, and Earth, which they still visit. The Venus people left a section of their civilization here on Earth to look after the planet and advance the mentality and consciousness of the indigenous people of this planet, which they are in the process of doing.
1: So that's a lot of details from Elizabeth. Also, apparently, Venus has been studied by scientists, and they do say that they think it was once habitable with an ocean of its own, and it had cooler temperatures and an atmosphere like Earth. But because of its proximity to the sun, it basically underwent climate change at an accelerated rate. But they do think that during its first 2 billion years as a planet, that it could have been able to support life. So Akon's story is checking out on that realm that potentially Elizabeth Elizabeth. was also from there before they had to move planets. So after this little jaunt to the mothership,
0: Akon returns her back to the hilltop in South Africa. And over several more meetings, she finds herself becoming...
1: Very attracted to him. This is starting to read like an episode from Days of Our Lives. I'm sure there was a plot involving an alien lover at one point or another, or at least an alien love triangle on one of the soap operas. It just makes sense. Yeah.
0: And so, of course, the feelings were mutual, and eventually, the romantic tensions were running so high they could no longer contain themselves. A hot alien makeout session ensues. Akon then drops the bomb that Elizabeth is actually a reincarnated Venusian and his long lost soulmate.
1: Wow, that turned in a new way that I wasn't expecting. Talk about love bombing. Yeah, that re- also reminds me of that movie Earth Girls Are Easy, where a bunch of male gendered aliens come to Earth and start dating women. And they weren't that different from human men. But Akon, of course, assures Elizabeth that
0: this is all fine and that aliens take Earth women partners sometimes to strengthen their race with an infusion of new blood. He also claims that a number of Venusians are already secretly living among humans. So like spy, alien spies, or like thirsty alien summer. The Venusians, of course, they're the romantic ones. So, assuming because the dating pool is slim pickings here on Earth, Elizabeth and Akon continue with their romantic fling. In 1958, Elizabeth reports having a whole series of sexy contacts. Akon returns to Earth for some conjugal visits with Elizabeth on the high plateau of Kaskin Peak. There, he supposedly gave her a silver ring to enhance their telepathic connection. And who could resist?
1: Angel can't.
0: <laughs> Elizabeth says of their romance, "I surrendered in ecstasy to the magic of his love making. Our bodies merging in magnetic union as the divine essence of our spirits became one."
1: I just googled alien romance movies, and Howard the Duck showed up. Ew! <laughs> it's one of the top ones. That movie gave me nightmares. I mean, I totally forgot that there was a weird.
0: Duck. Is Howard
1: the Duck an alien? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, God. There's Howard, a planet of Howard the Duck is from Duck World, a planet similar to Earth, but inhabited by anthropomorphic ducks and orbited by twin moons. <laughs> oh, jeez. We're not going there. If anyone has channeled any beings from Duck World, let us know. So naturally,
0: with all this consummation of their
1: love, Elizabeth
0: becomes pregnant at 48 years old. So like any good father-to-be, Akon takes her back to his home planet, Meton, which supposedly orbited Proxima Centauri in the nearby multiple star system Alpha Centauri, where she gives birth to a baby boy. They name the baby Ailing, but decide to raise him on the planet Meton, presumably for
1: the better education. I mean, probably the Earth education's <laughs> not hard to beat. Yeah. I want to enroll in alien school now. Claire
0: wrote about Meton in her book describing everything, government, educational system, lifestyles, and even the plants and animals. According to her, Meton was a utopian society. And this is a passage from her book. There were no cities or skyscrapers as earth people know them anywhere on Meton. Homes were scattered in park-like grounds. There was an abundance of all things needed by civilization, food, water, and all materials for building, an unlimited supply of energy on tap from the atmosphere and the universe, no shortages of any kind, and no monetary system at all. Which to me sounds a lot like fully automated gay luxury communism. Which if you go back, hopefully you've listened to our Posadism episode before this one. If not, go back and listen to it right now. This checks out. And all education on Miton was done through telepathy and similar means. So there was no need for school
1: books or physical school buildings. Now that would save a lot of time and resources. Yeah. Although how would you sort through who is telepathically communicating? <laughs> it's that kind of seems like social media gone wrong where all these shouting voices at you from the void. That's true. I don't know. In an interview with
0: research Stuart Bush, Elizabeth says of Meton, It is similar to Earth, a little larger, covered with vast seas, and the lands are islands, not continents. Climate is beautiful, under control, and in fact is really a utopia. They have everything they want. They are not only thousands of years ahead technologically from us, but also are spiritually very advanced. There are no politics, law, or monetary system. Medicine is a scientific activity and not required for health since they are all in perfect health. Their way of thinking is quite different from what most people over here would understand. They are loving, gentle, and constructive people. Everyone industriously does their work, which they like doing most. There is no need for law. There is no crime or police. Everyone is free and has a code of ethics. They constantly create beauty around them, and in general, there is complete harmony. Their homes are lovely. You can see from the inside out, the material is transparent one way. They don't have schools or universities. Their education is completely visual, all done by what is called an electric mirage. They have a little file about three inches long, and they insert it into a niche in their home or the wall of a spaceship. A 3D scene fills the room. An advanced form of a holograph. There are no books. They travel a great deal. The young children are taken around the galaxy so that they can learn from experience. They can use the electric mirage to go back to a former time in their history. They could, for instance, view our planet at the time of the dinosaurs. They have beautiful paintings and create lovely music, harmonic music, and very uplifting spiritually, which relate to the harmonic music of the galaxy. They communicate by means of telepathy, and educational concepts can get transferred this way. They are capable of thinking in terms of the basic concepts, not dependent on language. Mm. They perceive the feelingness behind words. There is no problem in the learning of languages
1: such as any of those on Earth. That sounds lovely. Would you move there? Sure. I mean, it sounds actually like a socialist society. (laughs) It is exactly that. (laughs) I will say it's interesting that it seems to mimic a lot of kind of human societal organizations and structures, Mm -hmm. which not to say that that is proof that she's making it up, but it is just interesting to think about an alien society being functioning in the same ways as humans. I mean, they did manage to defund the police. I mean, okay, so one of the things that that I'm questioning is beautiful paintings. (laughs) So when we think about paintings and drawing and how that sort of evolved on Earth, it was was a need for, or like a form of communication and need. I mean, I guess they could be painting for fun. Maybe they got that from Earth. I just would think they would have their own different hobbies. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Things that we wouldn't even think about because they evolved differently than we did. Yeah. And you might be thinking, why did Elizabeth come back to Earth if it was so great over there? That's what I say to people that are from Europe that have now moved to the United States. Why are you here and take me back with you? (laughs) And according to Elizabeth, she would have
0: happily stayed there forever. But unfortunately, Metan's planetary vibrations were too harsh for her heart and she was banned from returning there and got sent home to gross Earth. Oh, Earth is so gross. (laughs) However, Akon and Ailing would occasionally visit her back on Earth and holographically call her. So all this travel, sex, pregnancy, and returning home
1: actually only lasted four months. That's it? That sounds like a season of The Bachelor where the contestants profess their loves for one another after two dates. I'm down for an alien bachelor. It would be way more interesting than what we got now. So naturally, Elizabeth
0: becomes a celebrity in the UFO community and the convention circuit. Her main message throughout all of this was simply to raise awareness for a society based in peace, love, and environmental understanding in hopes of raising Earth to a higher level of consciousness like the Venusians.
1: That's a nice cause. She just wants world peace. Galactic peace. That's too much to ask.
0: After her sister died, Elizabeth moves back to the city of Johannesburg. She works for a while at the bookstore trying to have a normal life, but the press loved to ridicule her, and it was a popular subject for the tabloids. Elizabeth didn't mind, though, because any press was a chance to get Akon's message out into the world. 23 years after her initial contact, Claire published a book called Beyond the Light Barrier and included her Akon Love Saga and space exploration in great detail. In 1975, she was invited by Hermann Oberth to attend the 11th International Congress of UFO Research Groups in Weissbaden, Germany, to which she received a standing ovation. Due to the popularity of this book, she started a second one, but... Sadly, was unable to complete the book because of her death at age 84 due to breast cancer. The book's title was to be The Gravity File, where she attempted to explain the electrogravity propulsion technology that Akon used. All in all, Elizabeth had three Earth husbands, two Earth children, one alien husband,
1: and one alien child. Wow. Some of us out here just trying to have one... Alien or or Earth, take either. With this love of peace and understanding, why would
0: Elizabeth make this story up? Seems like innocent enough. Of course, this story is wild, and naturally there are skeptics. First of all, there's no evidence that she had this torrid love affair with an alien who ended up fathering her child and leaving them to live on another planet. However, various interviewers tried to get her to trip up or contradict herself, but this rarely happened. Also, no one seems to recall any unusually long absence during the time that Clara was supposedly having her four month long space rendezvous slash alien love child. There was one piece of evidence, though, that Clara claimed to have, and that was the ring that Akon gave her. However, she never let anyone examine it, and it conveniently disappeared. That always seems to happen. There are also the photographs, supposedly, of Acon's flying saucer, but these also are pretty fake-looking, like a Billy Meyer-style hubcap in the air. So, is she lying? Is it all a delusion? Maybe after two failed marriages, Elizabeth was feeling a little sad on Earth and needed a literal escape. I do agree with Elizabeth in that she believed the highest authorities are deliberately hiding this information from the public and do not want universal love to live in the hearts of people. Same. Also, Akon only gave humanity 20 more years until self destruction. Damn. Again, I did not read Elizabeth's full book, but I did read the Amazon reviews. And it seemed that there was a consensus that readers do believe her story because Akon seemed like a creepy jerk. One reviewer, C. Morera, said, Akon, the very advanced creature from space, claims that Elizabeth is, quote, the right stock because of her golden locks. He, of course, has golden locks as well and says that their descendants on Earth are blonde people's. But the most disturbing bit is how he treats Elizabeth with the utmost contempt and tells her not to worry because he knows what's best for her and tells her the conditions under which they are going to, quote, mate.
1: Okay, yeah. That sounds (laughs) pretty awkward. Also, sounds like he's discriminatory against who he mates with. Yeah. Which reminds (laughs) me There's a lot there.
0: There's a lot there that's disturbing. But I love that the reviewers- thought that that was like a convincing description
1: i mean is it convincing because that's convincing here on earth (laughs) the creepiness is interesting because on the flip side she's talking about this utopia and i think that that's interesting to think about where when people think of this utopia and potential life on another planet sometimes they leave out that There's probably an array of personalities that are there. Not everybody's going to be an angel. Angels are scary. I shouldn't even say angel. (laughs) Not everybody is going to be Bernie Sanders (laughs) in alien form. Yeah. So in that way, I guess that part is believable.
0: Yeah. And if you are wondering what her family thought of this whole thing, her earth son did posthumously write an afterword to her book and said, quote, It may well have been a major objective and ideal of hers to present her philosophy via this story to a struggling humanity. I mean, regardless of whether it's true or not, she's not wrong about wanting peace and love. I believe, though, Elizabeth, that she, that her and Akon's love was real. Maybe that's just what the world needs is more hot alien romances. to bring peace to the lands just want to shout out Brent Swanser for the article The Totally Bizarre Abduction and Space Adventure of Elizabeth Clare which I got a lot of information from
1: and maybe we'll start a book club on our Patreon and we'll all read Elizabeth's book and then talk about it more
0: Yeah, and I do I am gonna post on Patreon a link to an hour long documentary with Elizabeth herself going into detail about
1: Akon and
0: all everything that happened on Meton.
1: If you ever imagined your sweet little grandma talking about her wild sex capades with an alien lover, then this is it. Movie night. <laughs> and well that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Five-star review. Only five-star reviews allowed. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. You can <laughs> leave however many stars. We give you five stars We're for listening. S- for listening. Just for if you've made it this far, you get ten stars.
0: Also, shout out to our great friend Eric for requesting more diversity in our alien topics, since we've been talking about a lot of white men. They have dominated history. (laughs) If you have any special requests, just let us
1: know. Follow us on social medias and we'll talk to you next time.